Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Hello, Northwest Arkansas. Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas, big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and uh, I'm excited to come to you today. I'm here in the recesses of Bentonville, way, way out, past the airport, past all of the all of the Walmart, past all of the Walmart warehouses and everything. I'm, I'm out here in a beautiful, pristine area with cow pastures and a couple of subdivisions, and I'm out here at the Northwest Arkansas Children's Shelter. And I'm here with Two fantastic gentlemen, Jake Gibbs and Adam Sloter from the Hope Academy. And um, Jake is the principal of the Hope Academy, and Adam is the community liaison for the academy. And they reached out to me, and I got to tell you, I was so proud when when I heard that that Adam said he just Googled podcast in Northwest Arkansas and found I am Northwest Arkansas. We were right at the top. So guys, your your support is working out. I really appreciate that. But 
Without further ado, Jake, Adam, how are you guys doing today? Doing well, Randy. Doing Thanks good. for Glad coming out. Here. Good, good. Well, it's good to have you guys here. It's not often that I get to interview. You know, there's three of us in an interview, so we're going to make, make the most of this today. Folks, I got to tell you, I, I had a chance to walk around the grounds here and really take in the facility. And I was blown away by, you know, when you think of a children's shelter, you don't, you don't, you, you think of kind of like a way station where kids go and they just, it's not for a, it, it's for an indeterminate period of time, but it's not the best opportunity or best place for them to be. But I got to say that, you know, if this is an amazing facility, an amazing location, and you know, it just appears that there is a lot of love here in terms of what goes into giving back to so many kids that are going through so many difficult things so early in their lives. And I mean, I, I got to say, that's probably one of the reasons why you even decided to start Hope Academy. But I'd love for you just to tell us a little bit about the, the children's shelter itself, just the overarching piece of it. And then let's dive into understanding what this 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 great plan is for Hope Academy. The Northwest Arkansas Children's Shelter, I, I believe we're in year 26 now. Okay. And uh, during that time, we've uh, really honed our craft of providing a safe haven to children who have been abused, abandoned, or neglected. And uh, what that looks like is providing, first and foremost, uh, just some basic physical needs, clothing, food, rest, some of the things that they may have been lacking. And then we have a lot of programs where we provide social and emotional support. And then we have an on-site school for our residents where we um, provide them with the academics that they need as well. Yeah. And is that basically, was that uh, on-site school for the residents, the genesis of, of why you wanted to kind of roll out this Hope Academy? The leadership team at the shelter started talking about, you know, what can we do? What are we good at? First of all, what are we, what are we best at perhaps? And what came up was you know, our school runs very well, and we do a really nice job of providing academic services as well as the social emotional piece. So how can we extend that out into the community? So that, that really was the start of the conversation. Okay. And then what, what has been, I mean, obviously this has been a, a long time coming and, and it certainly takes money to do, to do things like this. So what have you guys done to, what kind of support from the community have you received in order to affect the change that you hope to see with this Hope Academy? Well, it's interesting. We are really dependent on on the community to make this work because the financial model for this school is actually a little bit backwards in that some of what we'll need to to run is going to require grants and private donations. And so certainly we've begun that campaign of outreach to say, you know, in order to provide this service to the community, here are some different ways that you can help us. I mean, as a community liaison, Adam, what are your thoughts about that? And, and it sounds like you, you've got your work cut out for you. Yeah. So I've been, I've been in contact with maybe a dozen or so different nonprofits in the area, just one to get our name out there. Yeah. So, like you mentioned, we're kind of way, way out in Bentonville and not that many people know where we are and don't really know what we're doing and wanted to get these other organizations involved in our project. And one of the things we're hoping to do with the kids that we serve is kind of craft our educational model through the community and find ways that different nonprofits can interact with our students and find projects that our kids can do, visit other organizations so that they can help make an impact in the community while at the same time making their educational goals and really building their academic selves. And so I've 
I'm working on getting some partnerships set up with different organizations throughout Northwest Arkansas to see if they'd, one, be willing to come up with projects for our students and also provide services to the families as well, because we want, we start with the child, but we really also want to extend our services to the family, because one of the things we want to do is catch kids before they enter the foster care system and help their families get back on track and keep them as an intact unit and a productive members of society. Oh, well, I love that. So so tell me, and, and both of you, I'd love for you to chime in just so that the audience can have a better understanding. When we talk about kids that have traumatic, that, that have been through trauma and have, have, have needs because of that, what are we talking about here? Well, broadly speaking, when, when we look at trauma, it's, it would be things, physical abuse, mm-hmm. sexual abuse, exposure to drug abuse or domestic violence. And we, what we say with regard to the kids that we want to serve is that they've experienced this in a significant and pervasive way. And what we know through research is, and this is starting to become more and more clear, is this actually causes chemical changes to the brain. Literal brain damage is caused by trauma. And so that causes um, some deficits in the ability to communicate. It causes some deficits in executive functioning, critical thinking skills, all of those things that you need to succeed in school and life. These kids are already starting out behind the eight ball. And when I say these kids, I mean really particularly younger kids. Uh, of course, it, it snowballs as, as they get older. So that's really the other thing that we know uh, from research over the last 25, 30 years is that you can actually begin to reverse these processes in the brain. And so obviously, just like any other, any other process where you're wiring the brain, the younger you can do that, the better. No, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think what was so fascinating to me, especially when I'm, I've only been in this area for seven years now, okay. when I came to the shelter, I had no idea that it was such a need that an area like Northwest Arkansas that kind of has the reputation of being a little more well-to-do than other areas of the state, it, it's filled with, with children that, that need help. And the three years I've been here, I've helped and seen thousands of kids who have been abused by their family, who, have, who self-harm, who have attempted suicide, yeah. who have been starved by their parents. I mean, it's just it's eye-opening. It's, it's an unbelievable thing to see and to be a part of. But then they, they come here and they can be here for anywhere between a day and 90 days. And we, 90% of the time, we see them getting a chance to actually be a kid. They have, they have tantrums over another kid stole their toy. Right. They didn't get the snack they wanted. And, you yeah. know, those are the problems that kids should be having instead, right. of, instead of worrying about getting beaten or when where my next meal is coming from like left it's, out in the cold yeah it's yeah. it's just it was just it's an a it's a crazy eye-opening thing to know that that here that the need is so high and we're hoping that hope academy can propel that need into the community and kind of open everybody's eyes to what's going on yeah and and I, yeah i'm glad you mentioned that because it too i get it and totally understand the 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 blessing that Northwest Arkansas is from an economic standpoint. The other thing that I will say is that it seems like, and this is just through my own interactions with different people that I've had on this podcast and elsewhere, is that there is a strong philanthropic movement here for a variety of issues, right? So it doesn't matter what it is, but it seems like, you know, with children, this is a prime area that we can focus on. And honestly, when I look at kids, I think about you're, what you're doing is, is 
setting the tone for a generation, period, end of story. And the more that we, we, when I say we collectively as, as a community, right, I'm part of it, you guys are part of it, the more that we, that we can help set that tone, the, the, the better off we will be as a society, I think. So Absolutely. Little no- well, I don't know if it's little known, but I don't know that it's discussed a lot. Uh, Washington and Benton County are in the top three counties in the state for reported cases of child abuse. So that's, a, that's something that's, that's significant that your listeners and, and certainly everyone that's available needs to hear. And I'm glad that you mentioned that community piece because that's going to be an absolutely essential component of the school, as Adam mentioned. Um, you know, what we want our kids to understand at Hope Academy is that, yes, there are a lot of resources out there for them. We are there for them. We are there for their families. But at some point, your community is going to ask of you. And so what we want them to start doing and developing at a young age is the ability to recognize some of their own strengths and starting to put the puzzle pieces together of how how I am needed, I am important, and I fit somewhere in this community. And that's such a big part of why we're looking to partner with other nonprofits so that these kids can start to find their place in the community. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that's great. So Let's talk about just this idea of uh, Hope Academy. Why don't you give us kind of an insider's view of what you, and you're, I guess you're going to roll this out over the next few years, and, and you're going to kind of slowly, as they normally do with charter schools, add grades? Correct. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to start off with? We will open kindergarten through third grade, Okay. and then for the initial five-year charter, we will add a grade up till six. Okay. So once we get to sixth grade, we will stop there. Okay. All right. And then is there is is that just because you that will be the capacity? Right now, what we want to do is because this is a relatively new concept, at least in our part of the world, we want to keep it small so that we're doing it right. Yeah. Going up to sixth grade does not mean that we would never expand. Um, but right now we want to focus on elementary kind of heading into middle school. So that was that was the thinking behind that so that you're not getting overly complicated with the credit hours and all of those other things that are required of a high school. And would you also say that you know your client base is is more the younger group as opposed to or does it does it is it just across the spectrum? At the shelter wise? at the shelter it varies. Okay. We have we can have the capacity for infant up to 18 years of age. Okay. And so you know we we have a pretty decent curve there with regard to ages but you know, again, the thinking with the school and the younger serving the younger grades first was was catching that trauma early and you know providing kids with a, a highly individualized experience. Okay. Now, I, I gotta just ask the question, and again, this is just from my pure uh, not knowing, but are there other programs out there or schools that that uh, that specifically focus on childhood trauma? There are a few. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I've done some research. There's a really great program up in Kansas City. It's more of a preschool okay. and it's it's connected to a pretty large hospital. Mm-hmm. So they have a lot of resources and it looks like they're doing a lot of good things. Outside of that, the direct relation to what we're doing, I haven't seen. There are tons of programs nationwide and some here in this state that do address the issue of trauma. But I really think we're still very much on the front end of marrying education and trauma together and figuring out what exactly that looks like. Yeah. Oh, man. So, you know, people that are here in, in Northwest Arkansas, and, and even if they're elsewhere listening to this, I mean, what's the best way for them to 
to relate to this issue and, and help out in any way that they can. I mean, me just listening to this, I'm thinking of ways that I could possibly help out again as a member of the community. But what, what are you, what, A, what are you looking for with regard to outside help? You've mentioned some of the other nonprofit agencies that you'd like to team up with and partner with, but just with individuals that are listening to this podcast, what would you say to them if they're like, man, you know, I would, if there's something I could do, I would love to do that. I'm sure you have some, some ideas. Yeah. Um, you know, we're going to have a very small staff at this school. It's going just, it's a small school. So what would be very helpful is to find people who work in this space, mental health professionals, counselors, even teachers who have, have a heart for working with kids who have a challenging background. You know, we would love to meet with people who can advise, who can provide us with, you know, resources in the practice of this. That would be a big one. We can always use individuals who may have a particular skill set in working with younger kids. Yoga teachers, a big part of this is connecting the mind and the body because trauma creates that dissociation, we know. And so anyone that is involved in any sort of physical activity, those would be great opportunities. Yeah. You mentioned that a couple of years ago, you even had the U of A women's soccer team up here yes. to give some lessons. Yes. Coach Hale was great and came up and they, they had a blast. But that's, that's a perfect example of, you know, we got our residents out. We had a structured activity time. They learned some soccer skills. And so every time we do those things, you can clearly see the benefits the challenge is to keep it consistent. Yeah. Because it, it really does take a matter of months and even years using that as part of an overall therapeutic program to make progress. Okay. All right. So what what have been, have you guys, I mean, even before getting this off the ground in, in, in your current state, tell us about some of the success stories that you've experienced. Because I think people need to to understand that there is an end result to all of this effort that we're talking about. And what we're... What what are the good stories that really resonate, that could resonate with people when they hear it and say, wow, yeah, I want to be a part of that? Yeah, I think, you know, from the, sh I'll talk first, first of all, from the shelter side, you know, typically when uh, our residents leave, uh, we don't do any follow up on them. That's just sort of the nature of this sure. operation. But we do have a few examples of children, teens specifically, who have come here who have really flourished, who have found their way, who have gotten back on track academically. We had one young lady here who, after she left, she enrolled in school. She got her driver's license. She was the lead in the school play. Uh, she's in her church choir, and she really blossomed here. You know, she had some really tough experiences before she came here, and we, uh, our program, really provided her with the confidence that she needed to go out and figure out who she was and, and capitalize on that. From the Hope Academy side of things, I would say a couple of things. Number one, I think that when we went in front of the charter approval panel for the state, and then we went back in front of the State Board of Education, it seems to me that the state is really starting to recognize that trauma and its effects on a child's brain are a real thing. Yeah. And that we aren't going to make long-term academic gains until we address that first. Secondly, I've heard from a lot of parents, some who have applied to the school, who are really excited about this because they've, they're at their wits end. You know, we, we've had parents who are out of vacation days because they have to keep going to pick their kids up from school. And the public schools do a fantastic job 
of handling trauma, recognizing it, training their staff. But the reality is in those larger school settings, it's it's hard to handle those really specific needs. Yeah. I mean, it, it requires so much attention. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's why our class sizes are going to be 10 students, one teacher, and two paraprofessionals. So we really wanted to create a high staff to student ratio. Okay. You know, and I I would add, especially on the shelter side of things, in October, some legislation went into effect that affected the the shelter wide, like nationwide shelters across the across mm-hmm. the U.S. Family First Prevention Services Act. <laughs> yeah, and and so what that did what that did it puts pressure on DHS when they when they have to put. First of all, a shelter is like DHS's last resort for their kids. They're really pressured to automatically find a foster home or something permanent and. You know, you look at the statistics and there are way more kids in need than there are placements. And so at some point they have to come to the shelter and, but these new, these new laws that have gone into effect, unfortunately that's resulted in some shelters in Arkansas closing down. Oh, wow. And our shelter has been able to rally through that and continue to provide support. And what we're finding is that even with this new legislation, DHS are still sending us kids because they they there's just it's just not going to work sending putting kids immediately in foster care and this place is so special because we have we have a team of case managers when a kid comes in they're responsible for getting their medical set up their dental occupational therapy physical therapy speech therapy I mean we get we give these kids everything they need we we had a girl come in who I mean her teeth were black Mm -hmm. i mean rotted out yeah and you know we she went to the dentist almost once a month and by the time she left she was she was complete she had a new smile and Mm -hmm. it was just those are the things that we do and i i don't like that there's this connotation that a shelter is is this you know prison or this horror place for children institution right and and like we've we've had we had a kid come in who he was he was seven years old and he weighed 30 pounds he was tiny his parents had starved him and neglected him and completely just abandoned him. And he came into our care and, you know, it was it was hard because he was really at risk. I mean, you know, introducing new foods can be hard for a kid who hasn't eaten anything in weeks. Sure. And slowly but surely, we got him back on track and he, he ended up twice that size and became a regular kid. We, we saved his life. This place rallied around him and brought him back and and that that to me just just seeing kids getting to be kids who have been I mean they've been raped they, I mean it's just yeah. it's unbelievable the things that adults think that they can do to children it's, it's just unbelievable well you hear about it in the news right and I think sometimes we and I say we all all of us even those that are listening to this we collectively are almost anesthetized to it and we don't really feel it yeah and I would imagine that you guys, because it's in your face every day, it's very raw. Yeah. And I think it's just, it, it's, I think it's incumbent upon, you have to figure out a way to get the word out uh, so that people understand what's going on. And that's why, like for me, the, when asking individuals what they can do, the first step is come see our space. Yeah. Come, we give tours constantly. Contact us. We will, we will walk you through this place. We'll share our success stories, share our horror stories. And let you know that this is a place where change happens. And that's, I think that's the first step. Come see what we do. Because a lot, when I go out into the community, the first question they ask me is, where are you guys? Yeah. Where are you guys at? (laughs) 
and we're behind God's back out here, right? Exactly. Also, but it's cool. I mean, like I said, it's 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 you know, again, it's it's almost like coming to a campus. Yes. And I gotta say, I, I wish you guys could see the pictures, and maybe I'll take a few and put them on the um, show notes. But you know, they, they've got a pump track. They have a great gym. They have a, 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 a wonderful library. They have a store. They have a fishing pond. They have a softball field. I saw some soccer nets up in, in the back part of the, of the campus. And they, they have so many wonderful facilities. And on top of that, they have a Brightwater trained chef. They've got, a, they've got their own farm to table movement happening out here. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I, I mean, I say that, but as I, I mean, that's important. Because they're teaching the kids how to grow vegetables and how to grow other plants and, and things of that nature that they can then utilize. And I think it's important that we start exposing kids to that because, as you said, both el- so eloquently, that, you know, these kids at this such a young age, I mean, their prefrontal cortex hasn't even formed yet. And uh, there, there is so much of, 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 um, of, uh, of an opportunity for us to catch them at that such an impressionable age. And really kind of, you know, kind of point them in the right direction. You know, they reach that fork in the road and sometimes just based on life and circumstances, they go down the wrong path. And it's only because of their environment. That's it. So, I mean, you guys are creating an environment. You're creating a space, a safe place where these kids can truly be kids. Yes. Uh, safety. That's that's a great word. Safety and trust. Those are the two things that research says can be- when I'm talking about reversing the the processes in the brain, those are the two big ones. Understanding that adults can be safe and that they can be trusted. You mentioned the prefrontal cortex. That's Bessel van der Kolk, who's one of the you know premier researchers of trauma over the last 25, 30 years. He has a great book. It's called The Body Keeps the Score, which I would recommend anybody read. But basically, he says that area is sort of the watchtower of the brain. And the amygdala is the smoke detector. So the amygdala is the place where that first senses the danger. And then the prefrontal cortex area is the area that, that says, okay, exactly what kind of danger are we talking here? Is it an immediate life-threatening danger or is it something like a dog barking behind that fence over there? And when that area is not developed, all that's happening is the amygdala is sending that warning. The brain is shooting cortisol to alert the body. And that's actually a chemical when you know, in when it's limited to what it should be in a typically developing person, obviously it's helpful, but it's damaging otherwise. Yeah. And so these little kids are getting these high doses of cortisol in the brain. And so that's a little bit of the, the science behind why everything is a threat. Things that we see and realize immediately, you know, within fractions of a second, our brain understands that a dog barking behind a fence isn't a problem. These kids with these slowly developing brains as a result of trauma, in their mind, that dog's going to get them. Exactly. As an example. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I mean, it's, yeah, there's obviously a lot of science behind it. And yeah. I just, I, I just read just enough to be a little dangerous about understanding the impact of it. Cause I, I, I certainly like to try to meet people where they are. And I think part of it is just understanding the challenges that, that, that folks go through. So, you know, when you think about building a house, you build a house on a solid foundation. And I would imagine that you're probably thinking of the Hope Academy as that solid foundation to really get get that process going. Yeah, we, you know, we need to make sure that all of our staff are trained consistently in the same programs, that we're handling children consistently across the board. 
of course, each child has individualized needs, but there are going to be standards that we have as they relate to how we treat kids. Okay. And everyone understanding that behavior is communication. It's not the right type of communication, but there's something behind it. And that's how each case needs to be handled. When we see a child acting out, the first thing that we need to we need to do is hone our skills to understand what the antecedent is and why that child is acting out. Yeah. Not not to react emotionally as as professionals and adults. We cannot react emotionally, even in a, a sad way. We have to we have to be able to hold those emotions in check. And then as a staff, we'll deal with those things on our own time. I want, you know, I want people to understand that this type of teaching environment is an intense one. And so we want to make sure that our staff is provided time for self-care as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can I can only imagine. I, I don't know that I would be able to go through this t- truthfully uh, on a regular basis and be and not be a fully affected in, a, in the way that I do everything else in my life. So, I mean, I can only imagine what you guys go through and certainly you guys are will be part of my uh part of my prayer place and 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 you know, just thinking about you guys and what you do and and even those that are listening here, you need to think about ways that you can support the Northwest Arkansas Children's Shelter here in Bentonville and, and, and also support what Jake and Adam are trying to do with the, the Hope Academy because, um, again, we, we need to endeavor to ensure that we are giving our kids the best foundation possible. And when, when, when it's not possible, we need to figure out a way to make it happen. So I certainly want to encourage you to, to figure out ways that you can be a part of what these guys are doing out here in Bentonville and, and, um, so, so before we wind up, I, I'd, I'd love for you just to, so the first round of c- classes are going to start in September? August. In August. 2020. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That's yeah. when the school will open. That's when it will open officially. And how many kids are you hoping to enter in, in August? We would open with 40 if we were at um, full, full capacity. capacity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you already have most of the teachers ready to go for? No, we're still definitely in the midst of interviewing and hiring process. Okay. So, so any teacher that may have some experience in that area, especially in the K through third grade area, and absolutely. especially with kids that have had or have dealt with trauma or traumatic experiences, you'd be definitely open to talking with them. Yes. We're there. You know, experience isn't necessarily a barrier here. I right. want people who are committed to this and who have the energy for it because it's going to take a lot of energy the first couple of years as we work through this just to be quite frank. Yeah. And I would imagine, and, and even, you know, podcasts have a, a very long shelf life as we talked about, Adam. So I, I would imagine that uh, even after August, you'll still be open to talking to anyone that is even remotely interested in, in, in finding out how they can help or be a part of this or even see if there are openings available for their skill set. If people are naturally inclined towards something as difficult as this, I would like to talk to them. Okay. Yes. Right. Because generally they're coming with a, a genuine heart. A genuine heart. Yeah. Okay. Now, does uh, is there a Hope Academy website set up yet? Yes, there is. Okay. It's What's that? HopeAcademyNWA.org. There's an orange banner across the top where you can apply if you feel like this would be an appropriate setting for uh, your family or child. And then at the bottom, there's a place where you, there's a, a job application link as well. Oh, okay. And then what's the website for Northwest Arkansas Children's Shelter? It's nwacs.org. So before we close out, I'd love for you guys just to just to share a little bit. And I, I didn't ask you this up front, so I'm, I'm kind of doing the reverse in my, in my conversation because I wanted to get right into the meat of, of why we were here in the first place. But I, I would love for you just to kind of tell the audience 
a little of your superhero origin story, Jake. And because you seem very passionate about this, and clearly this is something that you are eat, sleeping, and drinking on a regular basis. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I really wasn't particularly passionate about it at the beginning. I just really wanted to teach. And I always saw myself with the corduroy jacket and the patches and <laughs> a pipe, you know, in the classroom. Um, the prototypical teacher. Right. Yeah. But I quickly discovered that, that that is not reality. And the first job I took, uh, honestly, I took out of desperation because it was August and I didn't have one yet. Yeah. And it was at the Salem Springs Alternative School. And to this day, it remains one of my top favorite jobs of all time. And then after that, I never went looking for it, but I always ended up working in behavior programs. I worked at a TDT. I taught special education. Uh, and now I'm here. And so despite my best efforts to get away from it, I, I kept finding myself back in it. And I finally stopped fighting it and realized that I have the disposition to do this and I have just sort of a natural instinct to understand these kids and to work with them. And so I've always sort of said I, I live out on the frontier of education and I'm interested in ideas. I'm interested in innovation and I just happen to fall into this job and, and here we have an opportunity to really do something that I think is going to be great for the community, which is what it all comes back to, honestly. Yeah, no, and, and absolutely. And, and I wish I could say that the numbers are only going down, but the numbers are only increasing in yes. terms of the number of kids that you could actually impact and make a difference in their lives. Yes. And that's, you know, people say, I wish you had more than 40 spots available. But again, we, we want to do this small so that we can do it right. right. And then one day we would love to expand. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And Adam, why don't you give us just a quick glimpse into, you, you said you've been here seven years in Northwest Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been, I've worked with kids since I was old enough to hold a job. It's all my work experiences <laughs> with kids. I was with the Boys and Girls Club for four or five years, both in Rogers and in Salem Springs. Okay. Um, I actually, I found the shelter. I was looking for a weekend job to help pay my rent in college right. yeah. and stumbled across the shelter and kind of had that eye-opening experience of walking through these doors and like, whoa, like yeah. this is, this place is amazing. <laughs> And I've just, I don't know, I've just always really just been good with kids. I find they're easier to work with than adults. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sometimes they are, they're, for sure. They're honest. They're, especially here, you know, they're looking for those positive role models that they can invest in and that you can invest back. And, you know, while working here, I've been kicked, punched in the face, spit on. I mean, three-year-olds have cussed me out. Like, I mean, this is just reality. Yeah, it's yeah. just the reality here. It's not pretty, but... And, I've had to, you know, I've had to train myself to not take it personally mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. when I leave these doors, I have to, you know, separate myself. But when I'm here and when the kids are excited to see me, when they're having, when they open their Christmas presents on Christmas, like ev everything we do for these kids, seeing their smiles, seeing them come back from health crises, it's just, it's worth it. It's just, it makes everything better. It's just yeah. knowing that, you know, up to like 12,000 kids have cycled through this place. Wow. And, you know, we don't know where they all are, but right. we know that they had their time here yeah. and we gave them the opportunity to really be themselves. And I just, it's just something that I love and something that I'm glad to be a part of. Oh, that's awesome. I appreciate you sharing that. Before we go, certainly love to get one last thought from you just about Northwest Arkansas in general. What are your thoughts about this area? If somebody's listening to this and certainly, this is an eye-opening episode. It's not one of our normal episodes, but 
you know, the focus of Northwest Arkansas is the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life. This is life. Yeah. This is the real stuff, right? Yeah. You, you, I don't care where you are. You've gonna, you're going to have to deal with situations and repercussions and challenges. And society is firmly aware of, of all of the, the things that we are encountering on a regular basis and how we overcome them. But I just would be curious to yeah. know what your take is on Northwest Arkansas. Yeah, it's been, it's an amazing place. I now, lived, you're not from here originally, No, right? I'm from Iowa, actually. Okay, okay. And didn't come here by choice either. My, my, <laughs> my dad, he lost his job right. in Iowa, and he ended up getting one here. And it was my senior year of high school, so I didn't have much of a choice. And mm -hmm. so, came down here, and within a, a, just a few months, just exploring the area and seeing how how culture is just, it's promoted here. Yeah. Um, the All the small businesses that are thriving, you know, I, I'm a big beer guy. And so all the breweries that are open <laughs> around here, it's great. Like I, I just think that Northwest Arkansas is a, there are just so many stereotypes about this state. I know, and I know. People, when they hear that I live in Arkansas, are like, what? what what's in Arkansas? I'm like, Northwest Arkansas is in Arkansas. Right, it's just a, right. it's a beautiful place. It's, it's a, there's so much nature. There's just so much to do here. There is. And I can't, I can only give it positive recommendations. And yeah. even working in an environment where I see the kind of the, the undersides of what's going on around here. Which uh, exists everywhere. Uh, that's the, exactly yeah. right. It's a, it's a sober reminder that <laughs> even though we see so much wealth and so much progress coming through this area, that there is still need. And the fact that I'm being able to be a positive agent of change for those under parts of the community is it makes my time here even more worthwhile oh that's awesome and jake he's been here way longer lifer. than i he's You're a lifer, lifer. lifer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i've gone away a couple times but you can't escape keep coming back you can't yeah. escape. <laughs> so what, what are your thoughts about northwest arkansas what would you share with anyone that's interested in knowing more about this area yeah you know i've really actually seen it change because when i was little there That's was, right. There you was remember the before and after. There was, there was none of this. Of course, Walmart was here, but they weren't really as heavily invested in the cultural side of things and all of that as they are now. What I would say is, yes, there's the museums and the outdoors and all of that good stuff, but the people, really, Adam kind of touched on it. The small business community is so very supportive. Even the larger businesses uh, that are headquartered here and there are people that move here from the coasts. I think it, I think it impacts them living here and seeing the opportunities. Uh, you know, there are around 300 nonprofits in Northwest Arkansas. And so people's outpouring and generosity is what blows me away every mm -hmm. day. And their willingness just, you know, we go and talk to these people and at the drop of a hat, they're there to help. Yeah. And so that's, that's one of the things that makes this place special as well. I love that. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I concur, like I said, and I'm, I guess out of all of us, I'm the guy that's been here the, the shortest amount of time, right. but that's exactly what I feel. And um, you guys actually just even opening your doors up to invite me up here to, to be a part of what you guys are doing and to maybe tell your story in a un uniquely authentic way through podcasting. I really appreciate that. And so I got to say, you guys are, you guys are really onto something big and, and I, I, um, I look forward to being a participant and a cheerleader for this Hope Academy and for what you guys are hoping to accomplish, no pun intended. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's yeah. just a matter of time. Yeah. And, and so you guys are, you all, are all over it. So, well, I really appreciate you guys coming out and, uh, and connecting with me and having me here at your great facility. And 
thank you so much just for taking the time to sit down with me. Yeah, thanks. We appreciate you you coming up and giving us an opportunity to share our story. Yeah, absolutely. And I have a feeling this is not the last time that we're probably going to sit down and maybe talk about some things. And what I may like to do is is possibly come back after a while just to kind of to get an update. Yeah. You know, I mean, that would be really nice just to see how things are going and, and maybe some things have gone in a different direction than what you originally thought. And maybe you need some help in this area. So whatever we can do as a media outlet and as an entity that's, that wants to continue to spread good news throughout Northwest Arkansas, we'd love to come back and continue to tell this story. So this is just the first chapter. Yeah, exciting things. We've got some exciting things going on with the University of Arkansas that I think we'll have some follow-up on as well. Okay, good, good. Well, let's do that. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for having me, and we really appreciate you both. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks. Well, folks, there you have it. Another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I would say it's a great episode because I always say it's a great episode, but the reality is, is that, I mean, these guys are doing something special. The yeoman's task that both Jake and Adam have in front of them is not is not small. But they are are willing and able servants that really want to see this vision come to pass. And so I just want to make a personal appeal from Randy to the tribe of I Am Northwest Arkansas to just tell you to, if you can, please, in some way, shape or form, support what these men and the rest of their team are doing to make Hope Academy a reality, to support the Northwest Arkansas Children's Shelter, if, if you can support that. If there's just something about this episode that really resonates with you, I want you to reach out to these guys and just say, how can I help? You know, that, I mean, we're, at, we're all in this together and none of this is possible without each other's help. So just like I'm helping them by, by putting this together today, I would love it for you guys, my listeners, the crowd that I just, I live and die for. I would love it if you guys would, would take the time to reach out to these guys and just simply ask them, how can I help? Matter of fact, you can put that in the subject line of your email when you email them. And I'll make sure that I put all their contact information on the show notes so that you can interact with these guys and a link to their website so you can see this wonderful facility for yourself. They're doing great things here in Bentonville at the Northwest Arkansas Children's Shelter and specifically for this new upcoming Hope Academy. And I would really appreciate your support of this because it will make not just Northwest Arkansas better, but it will help society as a whole. So that's all I have for you this week. I look forward to seeing you next week. As always, our episodes come out every Monday morning at noon, and that's technically afternoon, but you know what I mean. That's when it comes out. So please, and if you can, I'd like you to do two things, three things for me. One, I want you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it. I want you to tell a friend about it and share it with them and tell them why you like it. And then three, if you are, uh, if you can, please visit the website, IamNorthwestArkansas.com, and you can join our email list where you can get a weekly update on what we're doing and learn more about the events that are happening. You can sign up if you have a business and put yourself in our business directory. We'd love to hear from you. So that's all I have for now. I'm signing off today, but I will see you next week. Peace. hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.